Welcome to the Three Questions Podcast. We take questions from our church family, do our very best to answer them from a biblical worldview. So glad you guys are listening today. And uh, we have Doug Melton, our lead pastor, Randy Whittall, our pastor of missions and evangelism. My name is Daniel Snow. I get to be pastor of discipleship and young adults. And we want to know what you guys have as questions. And, and man, we you keep turning in good ones and we say thank you. Uh, just a reminder, the ways you can turn those in are by email. It's one way, three questions podcast at myshbc.com. Or you can go to that same website, myshbc.com slash contact. Or you can text 505-258-2076. And we will keep those questions anonymous you can just know that and guys we are kind of in the middle of march madness the ncaa basketball tournament and any thoughts on this year's tournament gonzaga it's it's over all the way it is over (laughs) and i am not jumping on a bandwagon I have been a Gonzaga a long fan time. for years. Forever. Mark Few and I are close. Wow. Well, and you know, if they if they beat OU, they've got to be pretty much They're, number one. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, that it's only makes sense. Deal. Wait, didn't OSU Baylor beat OU twice Bears. this year? <laughs> Baylor Bears. Baylor Bears. Not even close. Well, I the, the thing I like most about this tourney is the fact that we've got such a disparity we've got a couple of number ones i think we've got a couple of 12 seeds that made it to the eight and so it's really cool to kind of see how really ncaa basketball has become a much more level field than the days when you know ucla would win 12 championships in a row and that kind of thing yeah and and the fact that duke didn't make it this year even into the tournament and that unc which i actually love unc didn't even make it out of the first round. And so pretty crazy year. Okay. So first question for the day is in Romans 8, 10 through 11, Paul is talking about how we are born again. And he says, quote, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, close quote. So is he saying that the Holy Spirit is part of, Sorry, is he saying that the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity, raised Jesus like he will raise us? Or did Jesus raise himself? Or did God the Father raise his son? And I think we come to the place of saying yes and, <laughs> and not trying to evade the question. But I think Scripture is going to show us in different places, and it is not contradictory, but that the fullness of the deity dwelt in Jesus Christ. So that's Colossians mm-hmm. chapter two, the fullness of the deity. And so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were involved, all three, in the resurrection. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and even when Christ speaks in Scripture, we call it God's Word, you know, because He is God incarnate. Fully the, God. He's fully God. The Holy Spirit is fully God. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, you know, when we look at these scriptures like Galatians 1, who says that uh, when Paul's defending his apostleship, you know, and he even says, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, you know, well, you could, so that's a true statement. Yeah. God the Father raised him from the dead, you know, but then 
you know, yeah. Daniel, you got a scripture there. I think you were going to read from the, the, where it indicates Jesus was would raise himself. Right. Yeah. That. Over in John chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus says, no one takes it from me, talking about his life. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. And so you see that he is saying, hey, I will raise myself from the dead. And it's a charge given to me by my father. So you're starting to starting to see some of the teamwork of the Trinity. Yeah. And, and obviously not the first time Jesus raised someone from the dead. Yeah. You know, and so the whole principle of Scripture is that Jesus holds the keys to death. I mean, he is life. Yeah. You know, the resurrection yeah. and the life. That doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit isn't the mm-hmm. resurrection and the life, or that God the Father isn't the resurrection mm-hmm. and the life. And so, you know, we have to be cautious. We do believe in a trinity of of a three but three that are one, mm-hmm. never divided, never in conflict, never, you know, in disagreement, but always acting together towards the same end. So right, right. One being who is three persons. Somebody has said it, the, the triunity of God is one what? That is three who's. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I mean, and we don't have any good illustration for that in nature. Like we that can wasn't try. Dr. Seuss, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. A little, a little bit sounds like that. I agree. Um, but it's it, it's fitting that we don't have any good illustrations in nature uh, that, that perfectly fit the triunity of God because he is a part. I mean, he is distinctly by himself as the God being. And okay, but all that to say, we we do have to acknowledge that what the questioner sent in is true as well. That Romans eight does say that the Spirit uh, raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit. So just like you guys are saying, it is it is the answer is yes. The Father raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus raised Himself from the dead. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead, because it seems like throughout not just for the resurrection, but in all everything, there is this teamwork amongst the persons of the Trinity where the Father ordains, or you might say plans, the Son enacts or obeys, and the Spirit empowers what Mm -hmm. is to be done. Yeah, you you know, they're all three involved, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in creation. They're all Mm -hmm. three involved in salvation. Mm -hmm. I don't, we we shouldn't be surprised that all three would be involved in the resurrection, uh, and, and so there is a beautiful community unity yeah. that is at work there, and a and a very cool exegetical principle here too, where Scripture says in Galatians one, God the Father raised him from the dead, and then Jesus saying, "I lay down my life because I have authority to take it back yeah. up," or when he was talking about the temple, "You tear it down, and in three days I'll rebuild it." And Scripture says he was talking about himself. Mm -hmm. And then this passage. And the fact is, when we look at passages like that, all of them have to be true because they're all in Scripture. And so they're not conflicts or they're not in opposition to each other. They complement each other. And we have to then accept this is true, this is true, and this is true. So how does that help us to understand God based on what 
mm-hmm. what scripture says. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a great principle that we can't just say, well, but the Bible only says that once. And it says this four times. Well, yeah. if it says it's once, it's God's word. It's yeah. true. And we have to make all that fit together. And this is one of those where we, we don't say this because, um, it's convenient for us to say this. Like you're saying, uh, we say it because it's there, right? Uh, we're we're not saying it because it's easy for us to understand. We're saying it because it's it's there, yeah. right? I mean, we are talking about somebody who was dead coming back to life. We're never going to really understand the <laughs> mechanics of how that worked, but yeah. but we know just we know what scripture tells us, and we build our our worldview, our understanding of God based on what He's given us as His special revelation. Pretty awesome question for the week leading up to Resurrection Day. Absolutely. Sunday. Man, so good. glad that they couldn't find the living among the dead. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Okay, so next question. In John 15, 4, Jesus says that we cannot bear fruit unless we abide in him. How does this square with the fact that many non-Christians do good things? Isn't that bearing fruit? You know, I I think one of the things they point out there is that we do need to remember that a lot of people do good things. There are good things that happen in our world, cures for cancer, uh, a COVID vaccine. I'm not for sure that everyone that was involved in that was saved. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of good things that are done. Yeah, and and as believers, uh, with really with a biblical worldview— we can understand there's this thing, the term for it is common grace, but it's just the idea that God has grace. In other words, he gives undeserved things uh, that are common to all people, whether believers or non-believers. And like we see, you know, that spoken of in scripture and things when he says like he sends the rain on the just and the unjust and all these different things. There are good things God gives even to those who will never trust in him That's right. or don't currently trust in him. And we, we don't have to downplay that. We don't have to depreciate that. We can actually, because of scripture, we can very much appreciate that and say, we're so glad that, that this person is good at this or this person has done this. And even though they're not yet a believer, I'm so you're, you're really good at that. I'm so glad you're good at that. Um, and okay. So we don't have to depreciate that, but we do have to, square with, okay, what is this passage saying when it says bearing fruit? Yeah. And, and of course, let me just read the verse so everybody yeah. knows what it says. It, it just says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. So obviously, I mean, just the simple fact that Jesus is saying, unless you're abiding in me, unless you're a branch that's connected to the true vine, you can't bear fruit. So obviously the fruit that Jesus is talking about here, as Doug said earlier, is is an is a fruit that has an eternal nature mm-hmm. because it's not the kind, just simply Jesus said, this is not the kind of fruit that an, that an lost people, a non-Christian can do. Right. So we're not just talking about something that's helpful or useful or in a temporary sense. In a temporary sense. Yeah. This is talking about eternal 
fruit. And now I'm sure that, you know, that in a great part has to do with spiritual reproduction, mm-hmm. the idea of winning other people to the Lord, uh, you know, those, those sorts of activities that, uh, you know, the seed that doesn't die to itself can't bear mm-hmm. m- more fruit. So the whole idea is reproduction yeah. uh, of these eternal principles. You know, yeah, so. I would completely agree that the the fruit he's talking about here is basically making disciples. And that is something that non-Christians are not going to do. But but that is something that believers who are uh, branches mm-hmm. connected to the vine who is Christ will bear that kind of fruit of making disciples. Yeah, this is fruit that there is life, and in him was life. That's and so right. We have to understand this is a fruit that has a divine origin to it, that Christ, this is Christ working in a believer to produce that kind of fruit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it goes, final thought, also the fact that it seems to indicate that if you are connected to the vine, there's an expectation to bear fruit, which also means if I'm calling myself a, a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, but my life bears no fruit, mm-hmm. then there is a there's a disparity mm-hmm. there. Something is wrong. Either I am not connected to the to the vine, mm-hmm. or I'm not the believer that I think I am. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a great it's a great thermometer of spiritual well-being is, am I bearing fruit? Bearing fruit. So there's another Holy Week uh, because that's the Monday. We're recording this on Monday. On the Monday, that's when Jesus cursed the fig tree. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. showing signs of leaf, but there was no fruit. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's Which good. was a great, I mean, you think about Holy Week sort of kind of, we look at it as this is Jesus going back and and doing his summary of three years of ministry, everything he's trying to get into these disciples' brains, you know, and, and you know, hitting all the high points, and this is a big one. And it is, you know, there's an expectation the Father has on us to reproduce. Mm-hmm. The only the only way to reproduce is for us to stay up with he and us and us in him, that abiding nature of being in Christ. And if we're not bearing fruit, that is an indicator of spiritual uh, illness, I guess you should yeah. say, or this spiritual is the weakness. expectation. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Last question. How can I be careful as a witness, especially to someone younger than me, so that the person doesn't just say, yes, they will trust in Jesus in order to please me? And that's a great question. And and one one of the reasons we want to talk about this is because one of the essences, one of the evidences of of discipleship of a true conversion is a desire to please God rather than to please people. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there is that natural tendency in us, especially child, child, children with parents, that they yeah. do want to please someone or. Randy, you've been in international lands where that is a, a huge oh, factor. Yeah. yeah, there are entire cultures that are uh, shame and honor-based cultures. Mm-hmm. And it would be a huge disrespect in their mind 
if they disagreed with what you were sharing with mm-hmm. them. And so, yeah, there's, you know, missionaries for years have struggled with the idea of, you know, you know, you, you, you share a message and every single person in the village raises their hand. Yes. I, we want to, we want to be saved. Well, God can do that, sure. but you also have to weigh, you know, and, and, and weigh that, uh, that intent of their heart. But like we were and sharing do you follow earlier, up and disciple. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of that comes from, okay, you know, those old EE questions, you know, of why, why should God let you into heaven? Mm-hmm. You know, that's all, that's a real defining question. Mm-hmm. Is it because I have trusted Jesus or if they just say, well, I was baptized or I went forward mm-hmm. or I prayed a prayer, you know, well, none of that, none of that fulfills that, uh, that one requirement for getting into heaven, which means you've given your life to Christ, you know? So, um, I think it's, I think we, we just need to be responsible in the way we sow the seed. And, but that's all we're, that's all God expects us to do is to share the gospel. What happens with that seed? That's the work of the Holy spirit afterwards. Yeah. That, and one of the things Randy just said there is that, the way that we sow the seed, the way that we share, helping that person to understand the implications of what does this mean that yeah. I'm... Yeah, right. And I know for me personally, w- one thing, and I think I may have even said it before on this podcast, like as I'm getting to share, if it's one verse that I'm going to get to share, for me, it's it's Romans 6.23. And I say, even those last two words are important where it says our Lord, because if we do run to him, for forgiveness, we also receive his lordship over us, which means he becomes king, and that's a good thing. Uh, I make a terrible king of my own life, uh, but but he's the king I was made for. Okay, but all that's to say, when I get to that point where I get to say, you know what, so thinking this through and hearing this good news, do you want to begin trusting in Jesus now to forgive your sins and be the master of your life? Or is that something you want to think about? And that's that's just how I say it. I, um, that way they know that um, like you don't have to say you're going to do this just to please me. Uh, you definitely don't need to say this because I so-called made a good sell or something like that. Honestly, I usually mess it up a whole lot anyways. But, uh, but anyways, I don't want it to be like that. I want them to know, yeah, if you're wanting to think this through, I'm going to respect that. And I will. And I just say, if that's what they say, I say, man, I I respect that you want to think about it. Let me just encourage you to really think about it. Don't just say that, but really think about it for the good of your own soul. I'm going to pray that you will think about this. And, um, and, and that's kind of where we go. Yeah. This, this decision is not between you and me, right? This is between you and God. We are confessing the Father. We're, we're confessing Jesus Christ before the Father, and so it is really helping that person understand this is between you and God. This, right. I love you. We're yeah. going to be friends before this, friends after it. Right. Yeah. Those are good words. And then, but Daniel, you said something that just really clicked in my head. And we need to remember when we talk about a witness, when we talk about sharing our faith, the gospel is more than just a message about. If you don't pray this prayer, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, the gospel is 
it is a a change of who we are right down to the very core mm-hmm. of of what it means to be a man or to be a woman mm-hmm. it changes our values the way we see the world it it changes how we even look at our own dreams hopes aspirations because we are basically saying we are giving our lives over to Christ that whole lordship yeah. principle and so it is very easy to package the gospel up into nice little sound bites that would make almost anybody go well sure i don't yeah. i don't want to go to hell yeah you know i'll raise my hand or i'll i'll pray a prayer or i'll wear one of your little bracelets i'll do whatever you want yeah if that means i don't go to hell sure that's why we do have i believe jesus gave us um a a a sense of expectation and how we share the gospel. You know, even the, the the Great Commission says, as you're going, make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them mm-hmm. to observe all things I have commanded you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of the making disciples, you know, uh, command there. The, that's the only verb in that that really is a command. The rest are gerunds, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, and so we do need to have be responsible in the way we share the gospel and help people understand that this is more than just a, a changing churches kind right. of thing. Uh, this is a or adding Jesus. That's right. It's a big deal, and and they and they need to give it big time consideration. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. Okay, thank you guys. It's always good conversation, Jeremy. Jeremy Johnson, our pastor of media and community outreach. Thank you for doing all the tech stuff to make this work. And also Jeremy just he he encourages us before we get 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 going on this. He prays for us. Um it's a big deal what he does. Um thanks to you guys who listen and if it's helpful wherever you get your podcast whether it's Spotify, um Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever, just know that you can subscribe and get them updated each week. And you can also share that with somebody if it would be helpful to them. And always remember, the God of the Bible is never surprised or offended by our honest questions. 